Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure. Oh yes, Guilty Movie Pleasure fans, we are back with another super weird-ass episode out of quarantine. Uh, The biggest change since last week is I completely gave up on the competition Jesse and I, we had an unspoken competition about growing a beard and seeing how long we could make it grow. And Jesse... Undisputed winner. Yeah, I mean, undisputed. I've never in the 38 years of my existence tried out a mustache. So what I'd like fans to tell me is, uh, what do you think of it? Does it look hipster? Does it look... um, (laughs) I don't think you need fans to tell you what they think of it. I think you know what people think of it. No, 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 because it's been (laughs) 50-50. Like, my wife kind of likes it, but... Uh, I also don't know if I look like um, like if Littlefinger from Game of Thrones went and time traveled to the 80s. Like that's kind of uh, how I feel right now. Or I don't know if I could maybe cosplay as Jack from This Is Us. You know, that's my son. All right, I love my son. What so you comment so down bad. below, guys. What do you think of yeah, Ben so, Begley's you know, mustache? <laughs> now, now moving on. I, hey, I'm your host, Ben Begley, if you didn't know that. And with me as always is my co-host. Jesse McIntosh. Jesse McIntosh. Yes, yes. Sorry, I'm going a little insane here in this quarantine. How are you guys holding up? Jesse, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Other than um, the torture I'm putting myself through with this horrendous beard, because yeah. I thought I thought we were doing something, you and me. Well, now you can um, shave it. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do it simply because it's going to seem like I did it only because you did it. Well, you can wait and in like so two weeks. And now I just have, yeah, I need a buffer. Um, but yeah, so a little uncomfortable, but, uh, I'm also, what I was telling Ryan before we started the show, I've been in a different position for every single show we've done. In you have, and I've been in the same. And I, you've been in the same and I'm now on a couch. So I've done the past couple on the floor, um, <laughs> just to take you, just to take you behind the curtain a little bit. Yeah. And now yeah. I'm in a much more, much more comfortable position on the couch with a little bit more discomfort on my face. So that's the full story of my life right now. Last thing I'll mention on beards. One of mm-hmm. the two of the reasons I, I shaved it, it's hot as balls in the valley, and it was yep. driving me insane. Second thing, when I go to the store, my mask was pushing up from my face a little bit because the beard was showing it away, and so it was a safety hazard. And now can, this, can I tell you something? This is a fashion hazard. This this is something that I've never experienced before. I'm sure other people have. Um, I'm sure other people have. Um, but this is the longest my mustache has ever. Oh yeah, where it tickles you, yeah. It is creeping over my lip and into my mouth, and I have to like constantly make a determination: is that a hair that is an external hair that has made its way into my body, or is that <laughs> one of my mustache hairs? And you often have to I go- just have, I have uh, yeah, but it's just it's you the know, choice that I myself made. So. This entire episode, Ryan is going to be talking about facial hair, just so we can alienate you, since you can't grow any. Oh, you know, got him. One could say that uh, I extracted my facial hair yes good segue speaking of things other than our <laughs> mustaches we're we're gonna talk about what we're here to talk about which is the new netflix uh movie with chris hemsworth star well starring chris hemsworth written by joe russo produced by anthony and joe russo and directed by the stuntman for the two avengers movies uh two of the is, avengers movies yeah uh, Endgame and infinity war oh yeah yeah, yeah. but there's four avengers movies that's all no no, no. I, I know he was the stuntman for Endgame and Infinity War. He may have been for all the Russo brothers. I got to look that up. Brilliant. But, uh, I, man, 
oh shit i just want to get right into this uh, let's just let's just say our let's just say our thoughts we all three watched it right yes okay who wants to go first somebody else go first other than me jesse you go first go jesse uh initial is, thoughts is uh really 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 fun this is uh it's just like non-stop um i know i sure that we'll talk about the the one that's right in the middle of it the like car chase scene that's meant to look like it's all one shot um, oh god it's so good is actually the only thing that i knew about this movie going in and it didn't disappoint at all had you seen um, a trailer or anything i had not i've actively avoided Same um here. but yeah it's this movie just goes and goes and goes and it's um i mean it all takes place over the course of two days which and is there's like a 30 minute shootout in the end of the movie that's just insane yeah yeah um like the, there's nothing complicated about the plot mechanics the the twists in it i didn't find to be that revolutionary um but it was it was almost like a full aside to to just the action the visuals and just the propulsion of what was going on i i pulled sound clips and i t- i let you guys know afterwards there's barely anything to pull cuz it's basically either subtitled yeah. Or a thirty-minute gunfight with no dialogue, <laughs> um, which is like it's kind of atypical. Like even the movies you guys are talking about, in the middle of the fights, there's usually some like snarky like back and forth or one-liners. Yeah, and there is no absolutely none of that in this movie. There's just like right. we're fighting, and now we're fighting, and everyone can shut the hell up because we're fighting. We're fighting. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. Like, this is a full-blown adrenaline rush of an action movie. Yeah. You don't see a lot of these, I think, nowadays. The closest thing that I think comes to this is maybe John Wick in terms of the speed oh, yeah. of the action. But I think what's what's a fine difference between these two, uh, John Wick and Extraction, is that John Wick's it's a lot more, like, pristine and clean. And it the action almost it feels just naturally surprising because you're in these like unique environments what was kind of crazy about this one is it felt like a war movie but it's one guy yeah extracting someone and the warner in the middle of this is the big thing i mean that funny enough i was watching the warner while you tweeted something about it ben so i was like oh my gosh like you're watching it right now yeah (laughs) and uh that that was my biggest takeaway because yeah you could see some of the cuts but it was just so impressive and and we're seeing so many one long takes nowadays but in an action movie where it's just that much going on on screen it's so entertaining yeah i thought that um this movie all i saw because my buddy told me about it a couple weeks ago i hadn't even heard about it and my buddy who he and i are big movie nerds he's he was like yo check out the trailer for extraction and i watched the first 15 seconds of it which shows his first beat down in the apartment building where he like kicks a dude and the guy's head slams against the brick wall and then cracks on the bottom and i literally shut it off and went sold i don't need to know anything else and i'm finding more and more that going in blind to these movies like even though the twists weren't revolutionary necessarily because i didn't even know what the movie was about i didn't know if the entire thing was going to be about extracting this kid i didn't know if the entire thing was i didn't know what the plot was going to be it was still surprising enough, if that makes sense, where like you could see certain things coming, but since it hadn't been all spelled out for me in the trailer, I was like, ah, cool. Uh, I will say that it's the first time in a while, because usually when I see action scenes, like John Wick is one of my favorite series out there uh, and the Raid and Raid 2. Um, 
I love this trend that we're going to in American action cinema, that Hong Kong action cinema has been killing it at, anti-cinema like The Raid, uh, for years, which is the long takes, the wide shots, showing us what's going on and not all the cut, 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 cut. And I think it's two things. I think it's, one, they're letting more stunt um, coordinators direct. And that's how the John Wick guys, they were all Keanu Reeves stuntmen for years. Great and point, yeah. And I think the second thing is they're getting actors who really know how to fight. So it's not covering up people or having to cover a double and cut, 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 cut around the wig or whatever, because it's clearly, and almost always Chris Hemsworth beating ass in this movie. And I didn't think that Thor could be more badass than Thor, but Tyler Rake is yeah. so dope. Like it's insane what he does in and this movie. The one he's great in it too. Like he's great. He's got some, solid emotional stuff too that really hit me anything with fathers and and kids and like losing a kid get me out of here i tap i'm tapping out i can't handle it and that's a mild spoiler but you kind of get the hint of that early on that something happened to his kid i won't say what it's Um, but it's also not even it's literally the least important part of the movie yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) i would say that um it also was one of the first movies where first action films in a while where I genuinely felt the stakes of it, even though he's kind of a Superman character like John Wick, he's still, he's a little bit more, I don't want to say vulnerable because it's not like he's not stoppable, but it's not like he's like um, weak, but it's, it's definitely, I felt more like he could get hurt or somebody around him could die at any minute. And so I'm sitting here as each thing piles on and more and more people are coming after him. I'm like, oh shit so it was really more intense than most action movies a lot of action movies are more just like fun and like hey that's cool like i never worry john wick's gonna die and this i was like oh god he's completely effed this like how is he so gonna get dumb. out of this yeah i mean just it's one of the insane. best setups oh my god uh, and they set it up immediately and then they're like all right here's first beat down and i would say like every that but what? i I rewound it to make sure. I was like, why are there 14 minutes of end credits on here? But Ben, but Ben, the end credits, the the end credits fought each other. And it was... Uh, <laughs> That's why. It was a gun battle. Like, yeah, it was, it was a pretty intense action sequence. I couldn't be more happy about this because it combines all the things I love about all like classic 80s and 90s action movies, but grounds it in a brutal, violent reality that seems more plausible than John Wick, even though John Wick I love. John Wick, I think what you were saying, Ryan, is that John Wick is a little bit more pulpy and kind of comic booky in its violence, like killing people with horses and stuff. Right. Um, this, like you said, it felt like Black Hawk Down meets the Raid Redemption. Is <laughs> kind of what it felt like. Yeah, this, uh, I can't say enough about how much I love this. This movie. is, I think, Liam, not Liam, Chris Hemsworth's Taken. Like that. This is a big. Yeah. Wow, he, not only can he lead, and we knew we could lead movies from Thor and everything, but they have the franchise yeah. behind you, you're, you have the comic book elements going in, you're a little bit more forgivable. I feel like for this, this is all him and and the stunts and the action, and that's really all you need. It's simple, but so effective. You know, one of my favorite sequences that's a little a more minor action sequence is when the kids attack him in the alley. I thought that, I thought that <laughs> oh sequence was so funny it's yeah. so funny how he handled we'll get to that but uh just for people watching um there's not really much to spoil in this movie because it's just the basic plot is he goes in to extract this kid and then the shit hits the fan and action 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 and of course the third act will be a spoiler but we'll, we'll warn you before that but uh if you're really adamant 
to not get any spoilers, then I would just turn off now, go watch it, it's on Netflix and come back. That's what I would do. But my biggest go. problem, my biggest issue is, this is my one gripe, I wish this had come out theatrically, and I know we're in the middle of a pandemic and all that, but I would have loved to have seen this in IMAX or Dolby on the big screen. So that would have been... I have a question oh. about that. Like, do you do you think this movie would be the? It's the number one on Netflix right now. Obviously, yeah. it's only been out a few days. Do you think this would have done as well in theaters? Where I mean, we're never gonna know, but we would have had a Black Widow in theaters. We would have had uh, the, the new James Bond. I think this would have got lost in the shuffle. It would have had to come out a different time. I think if it came out in like a, if this came out as a January release, like they did with Bad Boys for Life, um, I think it could have been a runaway like something that surprised people because mm. Jan january this year i feel like finally they started releasing decent action flicks and people started flocking to them because it wasn't garbage you know because january is usually the toilet bowl for the yeah yeah, yeah i i feel like there this would have this would have gained momentum like i think this so i think word of mouth. word of mouth definitely um like you you already have thor in it yeah um you already have uh, like gritty action, which sells. Um, and then just people coming out of the theater and being like, you have to see these fight sequences. Yeah. You have to see this chase scene. I think, I think that would have driven people to the theater. And it's, it's like, like you were saying, Ben, it's, it's one of those movies where it probably is better in that experience. Yeah. And so it's not going to be something Definitely. where people would be like, ah, I'll just wait for it to come out on Netflix. Like it was great on Netflix, but it, this would have been an amazing oh movie God. to see in a movie theater. I it, think yeah, it would have crushed. It's kind of like how 1917, um, I know that was a big awards movie and completely different, but I'm I'm going at it more from the one -er shot, how the whole movie is like a one-take thing. That was a big thing that drew people to theaters to see that. I think having that one -er in the middle of this would have been something people would have been talking about. And already everything I've seen on Twitter is positive about this. I haven't seen the only negative reviews. I haven't really looked at the critics because I don't care at the moment. But um, I, I've heard that critics are a little saying it's too violent, and I'm like, ah, I mean, it's an action movie. What do you What do you expect? It's it's super violent, but I don't know. I don't. I didn't. It didn't bother me. That that didn't bother me one bit. That's that's sort of a weird criticism to say about a violent movie that it was too violent. Like yeah. it's that's. It's Part not of the over point of what they're doing. It's there's not like a ton of blood and gut. It's not like you see someone's organs no. popping out of their body. Or it's not gory. Like, it's just no. John, I would compare it to John Wick in violence. I you think. Know? I think the. I mean, we, we could probably get into this a little later after like we break down the plot. But like, there is yeah. some there's some child violence. I think is what they might be referring to. Like, Maybe there's some pretty crazy child violence. Oh yeah, that stuff's yeah, I mean, that stuff's nuts. Like yeah. three minutes in bullet to the head of one kid yeah. uh someone gets thrown off a rooftop <laughs> like but they don't gets... show that they don't show him fall you it's know true. and and, and it's a, the, whenever it's a kid in harm's way it's more insinuated off screen like even the kid that cuts off his own finger um oh that happens off screen and he brings it in it's not like so they never for me they never relish in like the gore of it it's more just quick like brutal and maybe that's why people respond to it that way is because it's so fast and so brutal but I would, I would even venture to say John Wick's more violent than this. Yeah, more I, comparable. I, de I definitely agree. I just, it's always weird with the, uh, with the rating system. I think, yeah. you know, you could have a movie like this and it's PG thirteen, uh, but then you have like two F words and it's R versus. Yeah. Well, th this is. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Go you for it. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like exactly what Josh was saying last week about how mm -hmm. the MPAA was on him about the Saw movie. 
Yeah. Um, and how like brutal that violence was versus the sort of like tongue in cheek violence of Piranha. Um, like I, you, you might be right. That is the, the violence against the kids that sort of put people over the edge. Or that um, John Wick but, is more stylized so people accept it because it's yeah. in, in, a, in a little bit more of a fictional world. This is very based in, in a more yeah. realistic drug cartel setting. Yeah. Should we do the uh, plot in under three minutes? Which Let's means we're going to spoil some stuff, people. So, uh, spoiler alert. Um, if you haven't already turned off because my mustache is freaking you out, um, let's do this. Audio only. Audio only. Audio, Audio only. only. All right. Starting the plot in under three minutes. In three, two, one, go. Okay. So, we're introduced to this kid uh, who's the son of a drug lord, and he's kidnapped and his friend is shot and then we're introduced to chris hemsworth who's an alcoholic and on oxycodone or cotton and he's has a troubled past uh this woman comes and says hey we need you to do to go extract this kid tell him 10 million dollars for the job and he's like yeah i'll do it like not even any hesitation and she's like i you i think you you're just hoping you get killed on one of these missions to end it all anyways they go meet the team they go try and extract the kid and jesse take it over uh, so he goes in as basically like, I'm going to get you the money. I'm going to pay the ransom. Mm-hmm. So he goes in and he sort of scouts it all out. And then on his way out, he kills the guys who are bringing him out. He goes back. He kills all the people that are holding the kid. Um, and he takes the kid and they start going. Um, and then oh, but, but they... wait, but, oh, there's a key, key moment. There's a key moment where yeah, they have a yeah. gun to his face pull the trigger and he doesn't even blink he doesn't even blink yeah because there's no magazine in it there's no magazine in that supposedly yeah yeah yeah, he knew that and then there's um then there's the other guy who hired chris hemsworth who is the second in command of the the kid's father so the kid's father who's the drug lord who told his second in command to go get to go rescue his son hired chris hemsworth and then he comes in because the whole thing whether we it's kind of glossed over in the beginning in my mind I, I now looking back i'm like ah they set that up well they set up that he doesn't have any money that his funds are frozen so this guy lied to chris hemsworth and them and said he had the money to then have the team get him out and then he was going to swoop in kill the team and take the kid because his boss threatened to kill his family if he didn't get his son back so right. it's nuts and so the like, this like guy, whatever it takes whatever it takes yeah yeah i mean just like avengers endgame whatever it takes so then um there's this insane 12 minute action sequence chase scene with him and the other dude uh trying to chase after and, and get the kid from chris hemsworth and chris hemsworth saving the kid and it goes on forever in the best way possible and then uh he gets away they call a friend it's david harbour and david harbour gives him a safe haven for a little bit and then david harbour turns on him and says hey you know we'll put a bullet in the kid's head we'll get money they threaten my family too they throw down the kid ends up shooting david harbour and then jesse bring us home so so meanwhile the other the other drug lord who is like who had kidnapped this kid is yeah. trying to get him back and so his there are all those kids up on the top of the roof and they throw one over and then the other kid's like he's the one that was stealing from you i'm the guy you should give the gun to the kids try and attack them in the alley uh chris hemsworth just gets rid of the kids it's awesome um, and then and then they get word that a helicopter's coming and so he calls the second in command and he's like i need you i need you right now we'll split this here are guns and then the guy starts bringing 15 seconds him the kid to the to the bridge well and chris hemsworth chris distracts him in the building yep. and then they all uh-huh. end up on the bridge Nine. And there's a massive shootout, and then uh, and Five, stuff happens that I don't want to spoil four, just yet because we're too early three, in the show. Two, so I'm not going to spoil one. the ending just yet. I don't want to spoil the ending just yet in case people are still listening. Because the ending, right. the ending's America. great. The ending's great you, in my opinion. You did, you did give a big like spoiler warning. I know, that. but you know, uh, 
you know, it's the mustache. I get it. I get it. it has a mind it. of its own. It, it yeah. has a mind of its own. It's the stash. Let's get into this, man. So there's basically like four major action sequences uh, in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love how it, this movie reminded me a little bit, I forgot to say in the beginning of like, I know I said the Raid Redemption and John, and John Wick and its style of action, but a little bit of Man on Fire too. I don't know if you felt that. Yeah. Yes. A little bit. A little like, bit. Except that man on the one thing I would the one thing I would say that man on fire succeeds at better than this is um, I mean man on fire is incredible by the way but yeah. the one thing it really exceeds at better than this is establishing the relationship between Denzel Washington and and Dakota Fanning so that when she's kidnapped and he goes after her there is such a personal reason for him like shoving a bomb up a dude's butt and blowing him up and like all the crazy stuff he does. Um, the one thing missing from this movie is um, I felt a personal connection to Chris Hemsworth and his story. I didn't feel a personal connection to the kid and why Chris Hemsworth is so adamant to protect right. him, except, except for the fact that he's a kid and, well, and, well, th- and that Chris Hemsworth had a son that he lost. I get that. But, but also I felt like there was enough. There's that one moment in the bed in, in like the scene before he goes to bed where they have a heart to heart and it's really, in my opinion, a really emotionally impactful scene. So that was kind of enough for me. Um, it's a minor gripe though, a minor so, gripe. So I think, I think the, the problem, and you hit it dead on the head because Man on Fire is one of my favorite movies. It's and incredible. It's because, of, because of that relationship between Denzel and Dakota Fanning, it really like fuels the whole movie. But I, I think the reason that, you weren't really able to connect with this kid is because he was never like genuinely in danger because they were not trying to kill him. They were trying to kidnap him for ransom. Yeah. And so all of the action sequences are sort of done with him on the periphery, almost on the exterior of all the danger. Mm -hmm. Um, So he, he was sort of insulated from all that. And so it makes it harder, makes it harder to worry about him because obviously like there is danger there. There is like, it's, in, in a sense, life or death, because they're sort of taking his innocence away. Um, but but more immediately, we're worried about Chris Hemsworth the whole way and not yeah. so much the kid. And yeah, that being said, that's a minor gripe for one of my new favorite action films. Um, but it just, I love that they, I, I, I just think I could have used a little more setup. That's it. But um the first scene with Chris Hemsworth drinking on a cliff oh my and then just, and then just casually getting up and jumping off a 300 yard cliff or whatever it was. is awesome. Like that just, that's how you set up a character with no need for exposition, just with action was showing, Hey, this sums up so much of the person, you know, like, and then he was just sitting on the bottom of the, Oh my gosh. Whatever the lake. Yeah. Uh, just with Meditating. his legs crossed. This is like the second week in a row where I've just been like, can can you go up for some air, please? <laughs> like, get out of that water, man. What You're always you... so concerned for people in there. I always hold my breath. I always hold my God, breath. God, you have... Mm-hmm. You know what, then? a limited air supply. You guys... Not, not even panic out of them. Total side note, I watched uh-huh. Underwater with Kristen Stewart I last saw. week. I saw. And dude, it's, it's so good. Yeah? But it, I'm afraid of, of drowning and I'm super claustrophobic. And so that movie nails that fear so much. But anyways, <laughs> we'll talk about that a different time. Wow. Um, 
But this, so so they set up Chris Hemsworth great, and then his handler comes, and she's badass, by the way, too. Like, she gets to do, uh, she has a rocket launcher at the end and snipes that dude. Oh, like, my she gosh. Is, I, I could have used more of her, too. Like, I feel like Bloodshot a little bit, where I'm like, oh, I wish she would have gotten, but she got those two sweet moments in the end, and the whole thing happens almost in, not real time, because it's two days, we're not watching a 48-hour movie, but, you know, it's a very it's, compressed, it's compressed. timeline. Yeah. yeah. But, um... The, the setup with Chris Hemsworth and just immediately like, hey, do you want to do this? And usually that's the call to action where the hero refuses it and is like, no, I'm out of the game. But he's just like, no, I'm good. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and so there's no, there's no waiting. It's awesome. What was so funny to me is she was like, we have 36 hours to complete this mission. I will see you tomorrow morning. It's like, <laughs> whoa, why? Wait, like, you're yeah. giving him a whole night? Like, Hurry up. You're, Wiping out 33% of this. Yeah, man. We got to jump frame? through this. Just, let's get on it. Yeah. Yeah. And they establish a crew pretty quickly of relative badass tough guys. And um, those guys get dispatched pretty quickly. Yeah. Pretty and, and he asks about the crew and they're like, dead. He goes, damn. Like, it doesn't really. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't tell if they had worked prior or if that's just the name I of the think, game. I, I think it's it. I think it is. I think it just is one of those things where it's like you sign up for this life and it's like, oh, well, it's about to happen one of these days. Mm. Um, but there's so he goes in and the first action sequence, I don't even know what sound clips you grab, Jesse. So tell me if we're at any of them. So I know because um, I don't have them in front of me. Chicken. But we so the, the first one is when the handler comes in. Yes. Um and this is her the first thing she says to Chris Hemsworth. Chicken in your bathroom. Yeah, I like chickens. <laughs> There's a chicken in your bathroom. I like chickens. Yep, yep. I like it. I like He's a pretty, a pretty easygoing dude. You know, um, some of you may not know this, but I used to live on a farm uh, back in Ohio, and our entire bathroom was decorated in chickens and uh, when we moved to LA uh, I actually put up some chicken wallpaper in my first apartment bathroom and when Renee and I first started dating she walked in and she looked at the bathroom and went in your bathroom yeah I like chickens yeah 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 and she said uh, well if this is going to continue you need to change that hideous wallpaper and I did I did that's really a feel-good story I I threw like a couple of years ago now, I threw this big raging party. Yeah. Um, and one of my, one of my buddies brought over just a bucket of KFC and we had it in the kitchen. We were sort of giving it out. And yeah. it's like super, super drunk person who I didn't even know just wandered into the kitchen and said this. Yeah, I like chickens. <laughs> and I was like, listen, this is not the bathroom. Uh, this is the kitchen. Oh God! I hope you got him out of there before it got to be a not so feel good story. That's that's uh, for to to save face. That is the end is of my story. Chick- There's a chicken in your bathroom. So um, he goes he goes with the team over there. He goes to negotiate with the kidnappers. They show proof of life. Uh, dude, like Ryan said, puts the gun to his head, pulls the trigger. Not even a flinch. And then he proceeds to kill like 12 dudes in one room but but he does and i i do think this is an important part of both like building the building up the group of people he's going against and also building himself up he doesn't flinch but i think importantly he does say there was no magazine in that guy yeah 
And like, so he is observant, but also they're like a little bit amateur. Yeah. Like they're not really used to this sort of. Uh, yeah so it's not just that it's not just that he has a death wish it's that he's also smart and he has that jason yeah. Bourne kind of observational uh background to his because yeah. i think he's like an ex-ranger or something that i i forget they say but i can't remember um uh what's say your oh say your name is when he rescues him yeah yeah um yeah. so so the sequence it reminded me of some of the stunts in the raid because of the brutality of it like where he's like I said, he kicks a dude and the guy's head hits oh. a brick and it slams into the ground. Is this the sequence or later on at one point, there's so much badassery that I can't even remember it all. At one point he lifts a dude up and swings him into another guy's head and it snaps that guy's neck. That sequence was awesome. I think that's later. I think it's but later. This, 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 in in this, this one, he like slides the table across. The yeah. Room and crushes and the table hits. Yeah. <laughs> dude, what about the pitchfork? The pitchfork's oh, pitch also in the scene. So he hits it. So he takes like a like a rake, ironically, yeah. or like a pitchfork. I guess uh-huh. it's like a metal rake. It's a rake. Yeah. Hey, Tyler Rake uses a rake, <laughs> and he smashes it over a dude's back, and it breaks. And then he shoves the shard of of the the stick into the dude's neck, and is like digging it in as he's bleeding out. Then another guy he holds over the rake, and this is a part where they cut away from the violence, like. I'm sitting there like, oh, no, 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 because it's going towards his eye. And I, I have a thing with eyes. It freaks me out when I see him get stabbed. <laughs> um, so you have a thing with vomiting, Jesse. I don't like seeing yeah. eyeballs get stabbed. I'll still watch. Renee will be like, the second she thinks an eyeball is going to get hurt, Renee's like, nope, me. I'll be like, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I have to watch. Yeah. But then they cut away it, from wait, it. Just... And you just hear that. <laughs> I, I think it's important yeah. to restate what Ben just said. That yeah. I don't like watching people vomit on screen, and yeah. Ben doesn't like pe- watching people get stabbed in the eye. Yeah, <laughs> and I, feel I like don't those like are on different levels. <laughs> and I don't like needles. So the only time I looked away in this was I think up top where he's just, or it was at night when he was recovering and he was putting something in his arm. I could, I'm terrible yeah. with that. That's so funny that that is the thing where Ryan's like tapping out. I feel like I have the highest threshold. Then here. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that's that's pretty far down the road i will tell you i gagged during brightburn there's a part where she gets a shard of glass in her eye and she pulls it out and slow mo- like she pulls it out slowly and i was like i was in the theater like <laughs> but i couldn't stop watching uh, i'm a glutton for punishment so he beats the shit out of all these guys he he it, there's no even way to explain it because it's so good and it's and then well i think and then at the end of this scene don't we isn't this our first case of there's yeah. like a kid holding a gun up to him yeah and he and goes like, and just takes the gun and says get out of here yeah yeah so that's where that's his save the cat moment if you want to go by screenwriting terms where like he's uh not to be douchey about it but he well that's like showing he has a side where he has a line that he won't cross you know he has and, he has a line he won't cross and it also shows like how integrated the kids are yeah. in the violence of this yeah. region yeah because they even say that this guy is like the Pablo Escobar of Bangladesh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. D- Dakar yeah. is he in Dakar or Bangladesh? I know it takes place in Dakar. I think Dakar okay. is in Bangladesh. Oh yes, yes, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Not Drakkar Noir, which my no. um, my Bangladesh. uncle used to wear, and it was very strong. Anyways, um, Drakkar Noir. <laughs> For people who can't afford expensive cologne, but want to smell like they're using expensive cologne. There's a different twist on it with that mustache, Ben. It is. Dracar Noir. <laughs> and if I mention my uncle with this mustache, it just you just assume there's a creepy story involved, and there's not. He's actually yeah. a very awesome dude. Anyways, yeah. now that I've sidetracked completely, uh, he rescues the kid. He goes outside, and um, 
he's walking forward and he gets hit and he does he get hit by a car at that point no 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 no. he goes to the extraction point and there's a dude that has taken out his two guys snipes the sniper and then is after him and there's a chase sequence where he's running from him there's a again they get in the car this is the car sequence where it's a 12 minute chase scene and the camera seamlessly goes into the car with the actors and then comes back out goes with the drivers that are chasing him there's it's it's like i don't even want to ruin it by trying to explain all 12 minutes of it but it goes from on foot to in car to a massive car chase throughout the throughout bangladesh then it goes back to on foot. It goes through a building. Huge beatdowns happen. Massive gunfights. Massive fist fights and kicking and throwing each other off balconies. And ends with uh, the dude. So the they each father get hit by a car. Yeah, they each get hit. So Chris Hemsworth gets hit by a car. He gets up, and then he's he's helping the kid out. And then the final thing is uh, the. So the the handle, what would you call him? The second in command. The second in command, yeah. Second in command for for the kid's dad grabs the kid and is going forward. And Chris Hemsworth hits him with a van, and it, it in one shot launches the dude seamlessly into another like little like shop cart or something. And it's insane. It all looks so real and so seamless. And I'm sure there's CGI to make it look fluid, but it's very hard to spot. There's moments where like it goes behind a back or something and you're like, Oh, that's where they cut. But Holy hell. I love this trend towards one take action sequences because they're so much easier to see. And you're, you're stuck in the immediacy of it. Cause you're like, you can't escape just like the, the character. And it's so memorable so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Jesse. No, no, not at all. Go ahead. I was gonna say it's so memorable too. For example, we just basically broke down that action sequence whereas Mm -hmm. and i love john wick and i think a lot of the john wick films are better than this one but i can't break down beat by beat a lot of those action scenes especially in the third one where it was getting really repetitive that that one had such a variety where you're on foot you're in a car chase Mm -hmm. there's hand-to-hand there's people getting hit by cars like it there was such a variety of the action you can digest it all and i think it was so well spaced out I will uh, agree with everything except what you said about John Wick 3 because I think it's a near perfect <laughs> action film. And I think that movie is super, ver- it has a ton of variety. But I agree with everything you said about this movie, though. <laughs> I'm a diehard Fair. John Wick fan. I-, I will watch those. Well, so much. I, yeah, I know what you're saying within also... this same. Sorry, once I just to, yeah, n- just yeah. to not completely negate Ryan's point, I think John Wick has a variation of action scenes separately. But I think what you're saying, Ryan, is this one within this one sequence has a variation. Um, within one sequence in the movie instead of like a horse chase here, a gunfight here, a car chase here. You know what I mean? It's like within one set piece, you're getting to see a whole roller coaster. It's almost like, I think this movie, the whole first half of this movie was leading up to that sequence. It really was tailored for that sequence. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's, it's great beforehand and after, but that is the moment. Like that is really the, the action climax of this, of this film. And, uh, and I think that it made it really memorable. Like that, I don't. Yeah. I'm not going to forget that sequence for a while. It reminds me of, in a similar way, um, when we watched Six Underground, how it starts off with that bonkers car chase, and then they didn't. But the difference is, Six Underground never really topped that sequence. And although I wouldn't say that um, the end battle tops uh, the sheer 
technical aspect of this one. I think emotionally, the end battle is much more grounded in this in in uh, in the end of extraction when he he and the dude are desperately trying to get the kid out because at that point, I think they were willing to kill the the kid in that final battle. And yeah. so I think that's when the stakes were huge because it's like they're they're all three potentially gonna die. Um, what's the next? Uh, so oh yeah yeah. So when he's about to before the extraction. And all this craziness we just talked about, there's Say Your Name, which is Chris Hemsworth getting the proof of life and sending it to his client. Name. Say your name, mate. Say your bloody name, come on. <laughs> you know, my first audition um, that I ever had for a TV show, I was a little nervous, and um, I kind of just forgot what to do. And the casting director was just staring at me. And I just, I just was like staring like this. And he kept saying, Say your bloody name, come on. And then finally I just said, I probably shouldn't be doing this. And I left. Well, you know, there's a, there's a famous story about um, Destiny's Child uh, and how they were coming up with a song. And Beyonce was like, I just have to go to the store real quick. And they're like, all right, we'll just keep writing. So she left and she came back and they were like super excited to show her what they had and this is what they played for. Her. Nine, come on. Nine, come on. She was say it, like, come on. All right, that's that's a start. That's a start, but maybe what if we say say my name? And mm-hmm. they went, ah, oh, Queen B, that's why you're the queen. Classic. Classic. I love it. So uh we only have ten minutes left, so I do want to talk about um the other two major action sequences. There's there's uh, the scene I talked about with the kids where they corner him in an alley before he goes to his friend, I think, or after, I can't remember exactly where the placement is, but the kids that are working for the main gangster uh, corner him. And he, it's such a funny, but still kind of brutal sequence where he slaps the shit out of these kids. Like the main kid, he's like slapping him in the face and chucking him over. And it's just like, it's just like a, like a headmaster at like a school before the eighties when they were allowed to beat the hell out of kids. And that's what it feels like. He's just like, get the, get out of here, kids. Like, what are you doing? And even at the end of it, I think he, he says something super funny like, like, God damn it. Or something like that, where it's just like, he can't believe that he just had to smack around a bunch of like 13 and under kids with assault rifles and AK 47s. But that sequence, it still has some great stunt work where it looks like, I don't know how they found st- <laughs> the one kid into the glass window. Uh, of the car so that was a little uh that was a little ouchy for him you know um and then there's the david harbour scene which i think your other two sound clips are from right jesse leave the kid yeah so so leave the kid behind i think is actually before that Um, oh it's his handler right when yeah he's talking to his handler and his handler's like the money didn't come through we need to get you out Mm -hmm. there's no money if you get the kid anyway so you just come out um so this is her not fully explaining that, but this is a clip of that. You gotta leave the kid behind, Tyler. I can't hear it. Uh, yeah, that was it. Oh, that was it. Oh, sorry. Just, 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 just leave the kid behind, Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. Just leave him, and he says, "Nope, I can't do it. I can't do it." And that's where, that's where I think if we, um, if we got a hint that the kid reminded him of his son or something like that, it, that decision. Whereas right now as a viewer, I can be like, that's admirable. I like that. But I don't fully get why other than it's just he's a kid, you know, right. because we don't learn enough. 
connected. He's just like nerdy with women and his friends are teasing him about talking to some girl and then his best friend gets shot in the head in front of him. And then they never mention that. Cameron got like this. It, yes. Okay, yeah. perfect, perfect. <laughs> it's, un, it's unsettling. It's unsettling. Um, so then there's the scene with David Harbour where uh, he helps him out, we think, and he gives him safe haven. And he goes and he comes back and they're, they're, they have a scene of camaraderie where we get a little bit of hint of his backstory and a little bit of hint of both their... Uh, they fought in Afghanistan together, I believe. And let's play clip number four. This is David Harbour talking about you know, everybody's after. A very popular individual. David Harbour is so good in this. <laughs> He's very good. He barely gets anything to do, but he brings so much to it that you get the character's backstory and you get their relationship from his acting and from their how they play off of each other. And just their fight scene... It's so brutal and kind of gut-wrenching because you can tell they're both coming at it from what they think is the right decision, where David Harbour wants to kill the kid just so his family's safe and so his own family's safe and so Chris Hemsworth doesn't get killed. And and his name's Jasper, right? Yeah. Jasper. Jasper. Yep. So, I, I do want to say, I do want to say also, cause like this, they do something surprising with, with this relationship yeah. that you don't see a ton in action movies where like the, the fatal flaw we're meant to believe of Chris Hemsworth is that he is drug addicted and an alcoholic and is depressed and is using that to cope. And typically in movies, you see the, like the person who swoops in and saves the, our hero is the antithesis of that, right? They're like clean and they're like, put that bottle away, put those drugs away. And in this one, he's just like, he's been through the shit also. Yeah. And it's just like, let me get some of those pills. Two of those we'll will do. Tonight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I thought, I thought that was a really interesting and uh, like not remarked upon sort of like coloring of the yeah. relationship. Oh, absolutely. Where it's like, look, the alcoholism is the least of his worries. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's not, this isn't the way back, you know, that's not his issue, which I still haven't right. seen. But, um, but then it, he, he and uh, David Harbour throw down and the, you can, the history between them comes out in the action, just like a lot of the character development in John Wick comes out in the action. And then the kid shoots David Harbour and it's a super sad moment where he, you just watch David Harbour slip away as he's breathing in his own blood and, the kid's crying and Chris Hemsworth's upset. So it's like, there's a tragedy to this lifestyle that this movie, I think, really shows well in not a cheesy or unearned way. I think they earn these moments really well in this movie. And then it builds to, hey, we're going to extract him at this bridge. I need to team up with this guy who was trying to kill me in the beginning, which I did not see coming. For some reason, my brain, maybe because I was just like not trying to guess ahead, I didn't see him teaming up with the other dude from the beginning that was trying to kill him. And once that happened, I was like, here we go. Here we go. This third act that, is going to rock. That dude shows up having not washed his face. <laughs> and he is just, that guy is like bleeding out of every single orifice and just like paper cuts everywhere. Yeah. 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 And, and he's just like, this is how I look now. Yeah, I don't this care. is me. Yeah. He's even you even get that Terminator mirror scene where he's just like oh, staring. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he's about to wash. He's about to wash and himself. He, he doesn't. He's just like acknowledging. Now he everyone cracks his own nose. This is how it's staying. Yeah. This is how it's staying. 
And we only have a few minutes left. And I, I honestly just think you need to see the final action sequence. Us explaining it will only spoil it. Um, but the basic premise is that Chris Hemsworth is going to distract the local police by sniping from a window and, and he shoots this, this grenade launcher to blow up a bunch of cars. And um, while the, the, hand, the second in command and the, the son try to escape over the bridge because all the bridges are blocked. This Pablo Escobar pulled a 21 bridges and closed off every, every bridge <laughs> in the city. Hey, another Agbo. Agbo is the company that, that Anthony Russo and Joe Russo started. Um, so he closes, they close everything down. There's a blockade. They start to get past the bridge. Somebody notices him and he shoots all four of those cops. It starts a shootout on the, so there's a simultaneous shootout going on on the bridge and on the streets. And eventually they combine and it's, it's, it's almost like 30 minutes. It's like at least 20 minutes long. It's so good. And, and, and we saw a preview of it at the beginning of the movie. Uh, Remember they yeah, like open the movie yeah. with that and you're like, Oh, this is the part where they showed us. And it's connecting yeah, where Chris Hemsworth is like bleeding out and checking his mag. And I'm even torn to say what happens. What do you guys think? Do you want to say what happens? You guys decide. We we can, it's just the very, very last moment. I think that we can leave it up to yeah. people yeah. watching. Oh. But I, I did just what? want to say though, wait, I did also want to say that uh, the kid, so the kid, they're having the kid hide out in a bus. Yeah, yeah. And two two mercenaries are walking down either side of the bridge looking behind cars. They're going to shoot whoever they see. And the kid sneaks out of the bus and runs forward in the direction they're walking. And I'm just like, go under the bus and yeah. go behind the bus. And then you'll be behind them. And you could actually just like go wherever you want. And that, I was so fixated on that. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even notice that. Oh shoot, we have a final minute. Okay. Yeah. So there I uh, screw it. Major, major, major spoilers, all right? So yeah. they save the kid. Um Chris Hemsworth gets shot in the neck by the kid he slapped around in the in the middle of the movie. Other dude gets sniped, and then the his handler, the the female handler comes, she shoots a helicopter with a rocket launcher and then snipes the dude that sniped the handler. She's a badass. I would watch a spinoff with just her because she is awesome. Uh, and then Chris, he Chris Hemsworth is bleeding out and he falls off the bridge. We see eight months later, spoiler, 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 the kid's living his life. Um, the handler goes and shoots the drug lord in the bathroom in the most badass, just like fancy dress I've ever seen in my life. And there's a detail as she's walking off that she drags the blood a little bit with her dress, which I thought was so dope. Then the kid's swimming and he's on the bottom of the pool like Chris Hemsworth and he senses something and he comes up and there's an out of focus person that looks like Chris Hemsworth. What do you guys think? Do you think that's him? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, yes. Why wouldn't it be? If that's not why him, that's can only, can only be him. I mean, you, you, Wait. you can make the argument that it's, it's another person who's there to kidnap him. You can make that argument, but I think I choose to have a positive attitude towards it. But this. do you think he's really there or the kid is imagining him there? That's a good question. I think he's I it's think... left it's left up to be ambiguous, and I love the fact that they did it that way because it wasn't it makes it not cheesy. That could have been a sentimental ending if the yes. kid comes up and he sees him and then Chris Hemsworth is there and he like smiles and goes like, Hey kid, I'm alive. Isn't it great? And the kid's like, Thanks, I knew you'd watch out for me. That would have been terrible. But the fact that it's just this subtle moment where the kid comes up and there's an out of focus Tyler Rake, aka Thor. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, and that's the reaction you want. And I, yeah. I'm, I feel like 100, percent it's meant to be him, really there. Not it's, imaginary. It's, 
definitely meant to be him so that yes. they can do an extraction too. Please do it. And please have him team up with the handler for the entire movie. Jesse, yeah. what do you rate this on a scale of guilty but terrible, guilty pleasure, or guilty but awesome? This movie is guilty but awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't... Wait, keep going. Say, say, say. I was just going to say... All I was going to say is it almost goes without saying. Like, the way yeah. you've described it, the yeah. action in it, it's it's awesome. You should watch this movie. I guess I'm going to say guilty but awesome just because that's our show rating, but I don't feel guilty at all. It's just... No awesome yeah brian yeah. what about you buddy it's beyond i mean it's so awesome this movie <laughs> so good. I, I really do put this up there with a take yeah. in i i think this is john wick quality good yeah, absolutely it's super creative super inventive i this is the, the action movie to beat this year yep i agree and, that's and what i tweeted ryan ryan better or worse than pixels what do you say <laughs> Damn it. Better. Tell us, what, <laughs> tell us what you thought at home about Extraction. How does it match up to the John Wicks of the world, to that kind of new breed of stuntman-directed films that have fluid action sequences and and um, more uh, oneers like the one-take films out there? Also, let us know what else you'd like us to cover. We got a whole lot of time on our hands, so tell us what you want to see next week. And until next time, Jesse, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse for Sketch at The Prom Losers. Ryan, where can they find you? At Ryan Nilsson on Twitter, at Ryan Nilsson on Instagram. Hey, you can find me at The Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us at Guilty Movie Guys. Make sure to comment on YouTube. Make sure to rate us. Make sure to comment on this video. We love you guys. We have the best fans out there. And until next time, what is your Guilty Movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.